Here we are on the east coast of Australia in the Byron Bay region, the most easterly part of Australia and the closest to the US. Millions of years ago, I would be standing in the middle of a huge shield volcano. Today, that gives us a chance to do some really inspirational photography. I'm your host, Jim Everett, and today you'll see stunning seascapes, colourful cliffs, brilliant beaches and a storm that will blow you away. Stick around and we'll show you how we picture this. Well, we're right on the edge of a cliff here, as you can see. I don't really feel like going any further back because it's about 200 feet straight down and it looks a little crumbly, so this is close enough. We're looking forward to the sun painting these cliffs behind us and it's going to be a reward for us getting up this early in the morning. I think because it's very low lighting, we have to be very conscious of our shutter speed, so we don't want to go below about a fifteenth of a second. That's probably the lowest that you can hand hold. The sun is pretty much up now and the cliffs are pretty much starting to get in full sun. This is, I think, as much as it's going to get. So we make a decision here, do we just wait here and keep shooting with this or do we say we've got what we need? If you're using film as I am at the moment, always check to see how much you've got left so you don't run out and miss that beautiful last shot. If you've got digital, check to see how much space you've got left in your memory or have another smart chip in your pocket. I'm going to get a couple more because I can see the light changing now. I think, it's, I think it's really worthwhile capturing this. There must be some low mist over the ocean. Really glad we got this location because not only is it a beautiful location, but there's some important lessons that we can look here about capturing that feeling. Well, let's talk about the kinds of techniques that you'd use here. What is it that strikes you? What's the feeling? It's the vertical part of the cliff, the, the height of the cliff. And one of the things that is a little deceptive is you're probably tempted to use a horizontal format because the waves are moving this way. But as you watch the line of waves break, you get this vertical line there. And you get all these vertical elements and even the, the, the rolling cliffs going into the background. It's a vertical configuration, so my feeling is the only way you can capture the feel of this is with a vertical shot. We may even do the, may even do the vertical panorama by squeezing the sides in a little bit. That's what you have to do. The aperture is not that important because it's all sort of mid-distance and far distance, so probably, I don't know, 5.68 or something like that. The shutter speed depends. If you have really slow shutter speed, you're going to get blur in the waves. If you want to freeze the waves, then you need a faster shutter speed. So it's all this trade-off between those two. So my recommendation here is to get a line of waves going in there, which means waiting for the line of waves, leading the eye through the whole picture up to the cliffs in the background. 
Uh, try a couple of different things. One is zoom in really tight so you just capture the elements of the cliff. I've also tried the some pebbly rocks down there, photographed those as well. Look at the different elements because there might be six pictures just in the one scene. So this is called working your motive. Find a location that inspires you and then get a lot of different aspects of it and look for different pictures within the whole scene. Because you can't get it all in one because you've got the sea out there and the cliffs and behind me I've got grassy slopes. That's all what's in here but the only thing with a camera you see is just what's through there. So you have to kind of, once you get inspired, then limit yourself to the frame. And look at the whole frame when you're framing it and say, is this a picture? What does this picture say? We found this little pebbly beach. And as you can see, it's got pebbles of all different sizes. And it's so different from the other beaches here. It reminds me of Santorini in the Greek Isles. Santorini was also volcanic like this area and Santorini is reputed to be the lost city of Atlantis. I don't know, but anyway, the commonality is you get these pebbly beaches. And what I want to try and do is capture the feel of the glistening rocks as the waves break over down by the water's edge, looking up through the waves breaking on the more distant rocks. It does mean that I'll have to go right down at the water's edge. I'll have to use a very small aperture to get a good depth of field from the rocks at my feet to the rocks in the distance. And I'll use a vertical panorama to get all those different vertical elements stacked on top of each other. So let's go down and see if we can get a shot of this. We're going to be able to get something good here. This is great. I'll just put my camera down, make sure I'm not going to get a wave over it. So you get all these different sized rocks, the medium sized ones, they're all rounded and big ones like this. Look at the size of that one, and they get even bigger over there. Down by the water, they're huge, bigger than I could lift up. Okay. Now, the trick is here, we've got to get close enough so we don't get drowned, but to be able to get the rocks in, it's going to be a very challenging exposure because these rocks are very bright. A little tip here, if you've got contrasty situations like this, squint your eyes up and you can really see the difference in contrast between these bright rocks and the darker ones. So that's going to be a challenge. We might do several different exposures. Okay, so a low shot, get down low, vertical shot, looking right through these rocks, get it all lined up. Not too much telephoto because then makes depth of field more difficult. I think I'll just stay with the wet rocks and eliminate the, the, the dry rocks got good exposure. I want to give myself a bit of a smaller aperture, probably about 16 if I can. That's great. This is our last location for the day. I've found a really interesting curved area of the coastline with some rocks and some angles. We've got to look at how we're going to interpret this. So uh, this is a completely different one. We may switch back to the horizontal format for here. You can see that rock there that's obviously a perch for birds. This is what caught our eye. It's a really interesting formation. And the experience is, wow, look at that rock out there sitting all by itself. And then the cliffs, you can see how the cliffs have been eroded. The challenge is how to capture that in a picture. The other thing, of course, is that an opportunity and a distraction is that you get, as you follow close around towards us, you can see the rest of the cliffs and, and just down below us here there's some really interesting rocks covered in some kind of lichen or uh, 
or marine moss, I'm not sure what that is. All the, these volcanic rocks that have crumbled and fallen into the ocean. So the whole effect is the sweep of this cliff, cliff line here going around the rocks and this rock sitting out by itself. I want to get it all in the one picture. How can we do it? What I'm going to do is forget about the sky. Don't worry about the sky. Get the sky out of there. I'm going to use wide angle, really wide angle, and try and get it all in. And that's our shot. Coming up after the break, you'll see what happens when a wild storm changes your picture-taking plans. It was really completely different from what we expected. But look what we got. It's really worth doing a bit of an adventure when the weather's coming in, because sometimes the best shots Oh, that's when it is, and I'm getting blown to pieces here. <laughs> let's go, let's get out. 